to Walnut Grovecast. This is Mark. I am speaking with Susan tonight. How are you doing, Susan? I'm just dandy. Stop that music. Um, <laughs> so, tonight's episode is... By the way, did you notice how slow that version was? Yeah, it so really... down tempo. Yeah. Get on with it. Jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it really it was like, oh my god. Like, it, was, it was really drawn out. Yeah, it really as opposed to when they speeded it up and added extra music to it after Matthew Laberto and all the other extra people came on board, then they had to stretch it out. Right, and they um add guitar to it and you hear a drum set in the background. This one. <laughs> it's like holy cow, listen to that. It's Well, they still have the drum set. I guess the drum set was always there, but it's um so strange. I don't know. It's one of those kind of episodes where um, I guess it fits the episode. It's an early episode. This is season yes. one. We're going way back to mm-hmm. um, episode 12, yes. December 11th, 1974. Mm-hmm. This is um, there's a lot of cool, a lot of interesting stuff that happened here, right? We have yes. Nixon just resigned, what, in August or something? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, I was... 13, I guess. Oh, do you remember that or do you pay any attention? (laughs) No, I wasn't paying any attention. I don't know what I was doing, playing with Barbies or crushing on David Cassidy or something. Right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, I don't know if you remember this, but just um, two weeks before this episode came out, they discovered the... um, the skeleton of um, named Lucy, you know, they ended up naming her Lucy. She was the, I'm going to butcher this, the um, Australopithecus afarensis. Um, basically, it's a skeleton that um, is, I think, considered one of the oldest skeletons. And that was discovered on November 24th. Oh, wow. Okay. Yes. Oh, I mean, I, I know that, but I don't, I didn't remember it from when I was 13. But, you know, it's like, it was uh, just a couple of weeks before this episode aired. Oh, wow. Just okay. Just give people an idea of how long Lucy's been around. Long um, time. Yeah. So we have, um, again, we have an early episode this time around. This is a strange episode because there's no pa. Um, just in the although, beginning. Although Michael Landon did write this episode, right? Yes, yes he did. Um, do we ever get a real explanation where Pa is? He's running errands for Mr. Hansen, and <laughs> according according to Laura's narration, he's running errands for Mr. Hansen, and Mr. Edwards is going with him to keep him company. That's an episode on its own. You're right. Right? <laughs> like, we should have had a parallel episode here where... You know, it's like, meanwhile, you know, after a bottle of, you know, hooch that, that um, Mr. Edwards made. Right. Yeah. We see him in the very beginning and that's it. They're gone. And Mom's left to handle things. Right. And I think whenever he's not around, it becomes, you know, the women episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does. It's about Ma. It's about Ma's struggle. And Ma's really, really... We're seeing a lot of more domesticated bliss, I guess, in this particular episode. Yeah, bliss and other things. Yes. Ma loses it. But um, (laughs) Laura and Mary arrive late at school. I mean, that's basically, um, I'm going through your clip list, and um, I think that's a perfect place to begin it. But um, here we go. 
Now, as you all can see, I've written scholarship award. Yes, girls, come in. You're late. The way they're walking in, you'd think this was the first episode, right? Right. To get on with it, you're late, big deal. I don't understand what the big deal is. Well, and Laura's doing an imitation of Carrie when before they even get to school. What are you what are you looking for? I don't know. Okay. That makes a lot of <laughs> yeah. sense. She's just like, Man, I'm sorry. It was my fault. I was looking for something. Well, I hope you found it. Thank you, Miss Beetle. <laughs> Always with the manners. Yes. Um, so like we just learned, um, Miss Beetle wrote on the board scholarship award. Mm-hmm. Um, is this a real scholarship? You think? Like, you think this is a real scholarship award? It's a book. Yeah, you know, it's a well. And I was frustrated trying to research this because I could find nothing. I wanted to look up prices of school books in the 1870s, and and I, I, I went searching too to see were there were there. Um, I mean, I guess by individual town, you wouldn't find that printed anywhere unless you went back to back through old newspapers and stuff. So-and-so won the such-and-such award. But I wondered if they even, you know, had like, I know it's a different episode, but like where Mary goes to the big state competition and all of that. And uh, I couldn't even find a a Thompson study book, what she ends up. I know I'm getting ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's let's we'll get to it. So, all right, I'm going to let her explain this scholarship award. So, each year, an award is given to the student who scores the highest grade in a special examination. Now, in the years past, the award has been a ribbon. But this year, the school board has made a generous donation, and this will be the award. Isn't it beautiful? So, it's a big, weird-looking dictionary. And Mary has like this children of the corn look on her face where it's like, oh, I'm not going to blink. I'm, I'm done with blinking. And she just looks creepy to me. Yeah. It's like, ooh, I was so tempted to type in my notes or maybe I did. Ooh, it's a dictionary. <laughs> it's, yeah, it doesn't... You know, Laura's thrilled like for her birthday present. Oh, I wanted a dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's kind of strange that... um. I mean, you can buy a book from the 1870s on eBay and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, I, found, I found a three-set volume on American history. It was $432. Oh, you can go much less than that. Yeah. Here's an 1870s Beaton's Shilling Bible Dictionary for $23. Mm. Um, okay. You can find ones like French Dictionaries, um, Historical Dictionary, um Antique leather book household dictionary of the English language, uh, which is fifty one dollars with thirty two dollars shipping. So about eighty ish dollars. A lot of money, you know. They put a lot of time and effort into oh, a Webster's Pocket Dictionary from eighteen seventy five dollars. Well, and some of the books are beautiful. I bought some books in Galveston one time at an antique store. I still have them, and the front of them are just gorgeous they've got all this deep tooling and the leather and gold accents and stuff and i mean i didn't pay i don't think more than 20 bucks for uh, one of them but there some of them are just hmm. gorgeously tooled they're just beautiful but I, I i guess i was focusing specifically 
on history books because of the prominence of the history book in this episode. And I couldn't find, uh, I couldn't specifically, I guess I was curious when she later in the episode, when she does what she does, I was trying to com- compare the price of, you know, what comes up in the episode. So. Do, you, do you think people who listen to this podcast would have any interest in, you know, if they were to contribute through Patreon to, I guess, randomly get, um, you know, something like this. I'm thinking about just buying this from 1870. Um, or I have to bid on it, but it's basically a Webster's Pocket Dictionary from 1870. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I mean, but, uh, you know, things like Too that. Too late. I had to buy it now. I just bought it. <laughs> so um, that's going to be given away to somebody who, you are like, ah, but, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't wait, I guess. I just, um, I just go for but- it. But yeah, I to answer your question, I absolutely do because I know there's little weird things that I collect and someplace in my subconscious it probably is all connected to little house. Um even things that I haven't bought like my grandmother's shoe hook. It just you mm-hmm. know, things things around those time, I think that people that like little house, it's not just the episodes and the lessons and the lovely family, but um I mean, look how few props are not available anymore on ebay because probably somebody scarfed them all up but back in the 70s or i mean back in the 80s and the 90s they were all over ebay and people were buying them left and right but you know this is something we were talking about a little bit before and i don't want to go too much on the tangent but you know i was saying how if people support the show the money of course is going to go to pay for the actual show but any type of surplus that's given i'm going to just spend that on stuff to give to the people who are contributing. So it's like, if you're supporting for $5, you could easily get better stuff. <laughs> I don't know right. how else to explain it, but you know, um, either way, you know, um, it's, it's kind of, um, I've never done this before. I've never tried to generate money from people. I don't know. Right. Um, by providing a service for free. <laughs> so it doesn't make well. sense. And me, I mean, I pay like a pretty, um, pretty decent amount of money for this annually. And, you know, we'll just see. Maybe if I break even, I'd be happy. Actually, if I can do almost break even, I'd be happy. So I don't mind putting my own money involved, you know, into this. But anyway, back to the show. Back um, to the let show. Let me get off of eBay. I already paid for that. Um, <laughs> worst case scenario, I keep it. So we have, we're back in the schoolhouse. This is probably like a good, what? 3,000 page book um, with every word probably known to man. I guess, I, I guess that's a very exciting thing to have. I guess when I was little, when I would see one of these huge dictionaries, I, I would think like, wow, that's amazing. But it's probably the most boring book ever. Uh, you know, it's like, how is that interesting to read a dictionary? I know. And I've always wanted to be one of those people that opened a dictionary and learned a new word every day. There are some people that really do that, but darned if I've ever been disciplined enough to do it. Yeah, not me. Just if I see somebody, if I read an article or something that's got a word in it that I'm like, wait, wait a minute, what does that mean? Then I'll go, you know, look it up if I need to get some clarity. But like the point that Laura makes uh, later on in the episode, how am I supposed to look up a word when I don't know how to spell it? (laughs) Actually, yeah, that's (laughs) going to come here. We're going to have Ma and uh, Mary 
talking about this upcoming test so that she can win, hopefully. And we're going to hear mom's, um, how good of a cheerleader mom is. Right. Whoever wins that dictionary is really going to deserve it. With this list of subjects. I've got three weeks to do it. I've just got to win. Mary, a lot of the students are older than you are. And smarter. And smarter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And and they're not, you know, blind. Oh, wait, you're not blind yet. (laughs) They'll all be trying to win. Pa says you can do anything if you just set your mind to it. Well, Pa's not here. That's true, but... Well, I've said... (laughs) But, and Pa but, doesn't love you like he I, loves Laura. <laughs> Mary, if you can go into Carrie's room and look at the wall, um, right. <laughs> that's a little bit about what Pa talks about. Right. Count the twigs in the wall. Mm-hmm. Oh, we and got a pl- beautiful view of them, too, right before this. Yes. My mind to it. I want to be a school teacher like you were, and I'll need a dictionary. I'm going to go upstairs instead. I'll win it. You'll see. Oh, She's. Mm. But yeah, Ma's not being so. Yeah, she's pretty, being kind of negative, right? I mean. Yeah. You know, if well, my kid came to me and he's like, you know, I want to try this out and do something, I would encourage it. I wouldn't. <laughs> you know. It just seems kind of weird. Ma's being practical. She's being a realist. Oh, please. She's sitting there sewing with her twigs in the wall. All right. So, <laughs> so and the plaster. Um, oh, the half plaster. So Mary's having trouble because Mary's a troubled child, and she turns <laughs> to Miss Beetle. Here we go. Yes, Mary. I'm having trouble finding some of the things I need to know for the examination. What kind of things? History. American history. Wait, this is 1870. What other history is there? Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened yet. It's nothing important. Right? Like, well, I guess the past hundred years. Right? I mean... Yeah, I would think so. Boy, they didn't have to learn very much at all. Didn't even no? go through a war yet. Well, sort of, Well, yeah, they were going through a war, actually. But they, you know, they didn't go through a world war. You know, just uh, no, a at-home conflict. But yeah, I mean, what there were no uh, international wars at this point that you know in modern history. I think she says something about George Washington or something. <sighs> that traitor! I'm just kidding. Before the Revolutionary War. Ah. Uh, hmm. I think I can help you. By the way, she picks up this book with one hand. I was just thinking about that. This book. I mean, it probably weighs quite a bit. I wonder, you know. Right. I don't know. I'm just kind of. It's a big old book. Don't do it, Miss Beetle. Don't trust Mary. (laughs) Wiping the dust off because the thing is useless. Here we go. Right. This helped me, Mary. I'm sure it can help you. Oh, thank you. Looks like it's never been opened. I'll take good care of your book, Miss Beetle. Oh, I know you will. Bye. Bye, Mary. Famous last words. Mm -hmm. There's a little foreshadowing there. I know you will, Mary. (laughs) Leave a deposit for a buck. She was probably using it as a doorstop. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It was like, she probably like, yeah, slam like Willie's hand in it and stuff like that. (laughs) Right. Um, so here we go. Mary comes home and lies right away. She just comes into the, into the um, little house. 
and just tells a flat out lie. Close the door. Mama, it was Mary's fault. She was reading about dead people. What? Look what Miss Beetle gave me. Hold on. <laughs> Pump the brakes because I for one thing, Mary didn't even say hi to Carrie. She's sitting there and she's like right. starving for him for some level of attention. Ma's sitting there ironing with a piece of metal. I mean, it's like, hello, just say hello, right? Exactly. Look at this beetle cake. Listen to this. She gave it to you? Gave it to you? Oh, very nice. No, she just let me use it. So you're a liar. (laughs) You're you're a liar, and I cannot trust the word you say, liar. Exactly. Help me study the examination. Mm. I know you'll take good care of it. Oh, well, here Mm. you go. You know, and right away, she Ma would have been like, well, let me keep it because it's mine now. You know, it's the... <laughs> I think Ma's a little jealous here of Mary. Yeah, here we go again. Take good care of it. Take good care of it. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. A little, I a promise. Good for I you. I promise. Good for you, liar. Ma, uh-huh. since I don't have any homework, can I go fishing after I do my chores? Well, just because you don't have any homework doesn't mean you can't spend a little extra time learning. Yes, Ma. Mm. Well, I'm dead, but he's going to go I hardly ever got to go fishing. Close the door! By the way, it's like spring and everything, right? It doesn't look like it's very cold yet. There's a roaring fire. Right. Close the door. That must be the 1870s equivalent to turn that music down. And She's poor Carrie. <laughs> poor Carrie's just sitting there. She's like, no one said hello to me. I, you know, I know, and if I ever had the opportunity, well, of course, Michael Landon has passed, so I can't ask him, but it still befuddles me why they didn't take the natural course, which I would have thought would have been the natural course. It's like, after Mary and story, uh, rather, Mary and Laura's storylines are developed, it's like Carrie is a nothing. They keep bringing in more kids into that little house and cramming it full Without, I mean, other than the, whatever the episode is where she has her magical, mystical twin or whatever. Um, Yeah, it's like, why didn't they, she was the third daughter. It just never made any sense to me. Why were there never any storylines developed? I mean, Carrie was just like totally in the background like a piece of furniture. I'm thinking that um, had the show continued with the success that it, was going on, then he she would have been written into. Well, they would have been written into it. It's just always been so strange to me. I mean, they went on with the series. I mean, Carrie got to the point where she was, you know, you could understand what she was saying. But Carrie was never, you know, a very big focus point in the show. Um, no, in the wasn't. sense of even, you know, it was like Albert was an immediate kind of star. Yes. Um, you know, but the fans really, really, you know, took to him. But, oh, I loved it when he came in. It yeah. was just like, mm, perfect choice. But um, so Mary's like, I'm going to study into the night. You know, it's like, whatever. So she goes out to the barn with a lantern. And which I just think mm-hmm. it's the whole thing is so strange. And she falls asleep and knocks yeah, over the does. lantern. 
Huh? Right. And um, what happens, uh, you know, thanks to the horse, um, she wakes up and she's fine. She's screaming that there's a big fire. So um, Carolyn woken up out of, you know, a dead sleep. Um, let's Mary know the real deal. Yes. And probably the only scene where we really see, um, you know, Caroline yell like this. Yeah, I can't remember another time. I'm so sorry, Ma. Sorry is not enough. <laughs> I want to know what what happened. I, I must have fallen asleep. <laughs> Tip the lantern over. I, what were you doing out here? Hit her. <laughs> oh, zenning. <laughs> For the examination. You have a whole house to study in, and you had to come out here? <laughs> Ma, I didn't want to wake you I, I... Blah, blah, blah. Do you realize you could have been... How many times have I told you not to light matches or letters in the barn? <laughs> Once. Ooh. Hundreds, I, I guess. But you forgot. <laughs> well, young lady, you're going to remember from this night on. And you can forget that examination. Now, tomorrow morning, I want you to go in and tell Miss Beetle that you're not taking it. But, Ma, she can't. Why not? Because tomorrow's Saturday. Well, Monday, then. And go on a bit. Both of you. sucks now wow i know and i love it and laura puts her arm around her right before they walk into the house like wow you just got the crap kicked out of you yeah yeah oh, and i'm sure that karen probably loved that scene because she always had to be so docile and so sweet and so yeah, patient I don't know. And kind and understanding because she probably never asked for another role like that i can't imagine she didn't she did it very well, but I, I wonder if she was uncomfortable doing that. I don't know, because she, uh, from everything that I've read, she was very much a uh, feminist. Still and, is. Yeah, and kind of had a push and pull. I think that's one of the reasons why they uh, wrote, uh, well, it was a stolen Bonanza episode, but the episode where her leg is all, a matter of faith, where her leg is all jacked up. And really, she's just an excellent actress. I mean, we don't need to see her almost cutting her leg off to know that she's a very talented actress, but that was really a showcase um, for her. And I think that was part of the rub for her and that character and the, the talking about her possibly leaving the series before um, mm -hmm. Jonathan and them came in. Cause I think it was kind of difficult for her <clears throat> wanting more women's lib in the 1870s, which just ain't happening. Well, they wrote in stuff. Yeah, they did. They had the other episodes with the women, with the land, and, mm -hmm. you know, how women didn't have a right in the land that their husbands, you know, and then all the women went on strike and everything. So, yeah, they got in a few. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so hopefully she can, you know, shut up about it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, um, she's a pretty outspoken um, person politically. Yeah, and, um, she is. 
if you if you follow her at all, um, she's pretty outspoken. I'll mm-hmm. leave it at that. So, um, so Caroline's feeling guilty the next day because I guess the the booze wore off and she woke up with a hangover. Right. And um, what did I do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> so who does she go to? Um, Reverend Alden. Most troubles are not as black as they seem when you pull them into the sunshine and take a good look at them. What the hell are you talking about there, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> he just has these weird lines out of nowhere. It's like, like, are, you, are we to assume you just had that up your sleeve? <laughs> right, exactly. Like, is this how you talk? Like, you talk like you're a fortune cookie or something. All those preacher sayings and things. No, I felt like it was odd because... This is the school. And, you know, even though it's the church for the moment, it's the school. And yeah. I just feel like it's the epicenter of where all of this stuff is going on. So what they're talking about is, it's strange to me. Before I forget, I ran into Charles and Mr. Edwards on my way here near New Ulm, near campus side of the road. Charles sent his love. Yeah, sure you do. Thank you. Now, after the fire, you sent the girls to bed and you told Mary she couldn't take the examination. I did more than that. I lost my temper. And I never lose my temper with my girls. I lose my temper at least 15 times a day. (laughs) Well, but you have to remember she's Carolyn. She yeah, never I mean, loses her temper with her girls. I think it's unrealistic to think that you're not going to lose your temper. With, oh, with, I completely um, agree. Um, and I, not that this matters, but um, does um, does she have kids in real life? Karen? She has. She has an adopted daughter, I believe. Okay, well, so she must know what it's like, you know. But she, did, she didn't. But she didn't at the time that she was doing this. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't remember when she adopted her daughter, but I think it was, you know, later in her life. Okay. Okay. Well, I think people who adopt, you know, kids, you know, that's a whole different level of um, doing the right thing. You know what I mean? It's just. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like uh, they always say, adopted children are chosen, whereas so many that are naturally born are. You know, whoops! Forced the on pill, the pill didn't work or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. one slipped so by the, the goalie. But um, there, here we there go. you go. There are few among us who haven't said or done something we regret. I regret nothing. No, stop. Did Mary say she was sorry? Oh, several times. But I was so upset. All I could think about was what could have happened. She might have been. She might have been killed. But she wasn't. That's one worry behind you. Let's talk about today, this morning. Oh, we kind of skipped over it a little bit, but when Mary saw Ma, it was like, nothing's going on. That didn't happen last night and or whenever it happened. And Ma tried to talk to her because it was she was definitely going to cave in and go, don't worry about what I said. Mm-hmm. And... um. But here we are, Reverend Alden's going to basically solidify that she should uh, keep the punishment. Well, I tried to talk to Mary. What were you going to tell her? That you changed your mind, there wasn't going to be any punishment? What do you know about parenting, Reverend Alden? 
<laughs> just to get right down to it. Although he does take a wife, right? Yes, he Eventually. does. Something like that. But I didn't get a chance. Why not? Gil Gerard. She was like a stranger. <laughs> she wouldn't even look at me. She just kept saying she understood and uh, that she had work to do and asking if she could go. What kind of work? Cleaning up in the barn. Had you told her to do that? No, it was her own idea. Doesn't that say quite a lot? She's accepted the responsibility and she's trying to make amends. But she did such a piss poor job cleaning. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the, you know, also what we saw prior to this is that when Mary was cleaning, she, I don't know why she didn't think that the book wasn't destroyed, right? Right. But um, she found the book while raking up all of her um, burnt. Yeah, she found Miss Beetle's book burnt and wetted on and all messed up. Yeah, it's a hot mess. Yep. A few days, and she is going to be the Mary you always knew. But what about the examination? What about it? (laughs) If you forget this punishment, all your girls could expect you to forget the next one. And the next one after that. That's true. Is that presumptuous, though? A little bit. Family no, I completely dis- agree with him. Uh, uh, you know what? On paper, I agree. But I don't agree that. I, don't, I just don't feel like this particular punishment is appropriate for this particular situation. Well, yeah. I mean, I kind of I, I know what you mean. I just always, you know, I don't know why we're so much wiser after our children are grown. Mine are both adults, 40 and 28 or 29 whatever i guess 29 and uh if i had it to do all over again it's like why didn't i have the wisdom that i have now when i was raising these kids because that's inconsistency with children is probably one of the biggest messes with their heads i really do agree with whatever children psychologist or whoever it is it's like it's consistency and it's nurturing and when you fluctuate and say oh no okay i'm just gonna blow off the punishment this time and then that old adage of you know regardless of how much kids balk at you they're really hungry for boundaries and rules and consistency i just don't think that if it, it would basically be you know finding a different punishment in in its place yeah so you don't think the punishment fits the crime no, uh, she wants this too bad. She wanted it so badly that she was studying. I mean, it's not like she was like smoking a clay pipe, you know, in the blind school's basement. It's, you know, we got caught and killed and, you know, all these people. No, but but in all seriousness, it's she's studying and she yeah. fell asleep studying and she hit, you know, um, right. she's half blind already. You know what I mean? It's. <laughs> One of these things, and it, you know, there was no malicious intent. Um, And even if she was caught, it wouldn't. Here's the thing. If somebody caught her smoking a clay pipe in the blind school, right, they would get furious. But if somebody caught her in the barn 
studying, they wouldn't be furious. Well, and not only that, but after she decides to get up out the bed and go do it, my goodness, Ma's asleep, Laura's asleep. Who's she going to wake up with a lantern with? They're sound asleep, so she could have very safely sat there at the kitchen table with the lantern on, and and I wouldn't think she would have woken anybody up. But But I wouldn't want to take that away. I wouldn't want to squash that commitment to um, her own personal education. Yeah. And I feel like you're you're really teetering very closely to that. That's all. Yeah. No. I I would never want to discourage that. And, um, you know, I I really do think that, um, you know, she could have just said, you know what you're going to do? You're going to break this for the next month or whatever it is that they do. And and that'll be that, you know. But then the episode would be over. (laughs) Yeah, but... But that's that's the problem here is that I feel as though people did watch this and they thought, well, you know what? I'm going to be like Caroline. I'm going to punish my kid and I'm going to stick with it. And Mm -hmm. I think it's the wrong message. I do think it's the absolute wrong message. But anyway, uh, here's the rest of the clip. Well, Well, it's based on promises kept for punishment or reward. Without constancy, a child has no rules to live by. Nor do we. Thank you. Nor do we. Who talks like this? <laughs> um, so. <laughs> I know Michael Michael Landon does that a lot in episodes where he says something like "as do I" or something, and I'm like, "What?" Yeah, he looked, looks into the camera and his eyes are all watering. He goes, "As do yeah. I." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the background's I know, like, quite... you know, like you get that big like background noise. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. I know I'm not quoting him exactly, but it's some kind of, uh, it's something like that. And it's just, it always just sounds out of place to me every time he said it in more than one episode. And it's just kind of like, what? So Mary and Laura basically go into the mercantile to buy candy because, you know, hey, I just almost burned the barn down. Why not just treat myself to a little bit of candy? Yes, Laura's trying to cheer her up. And my gosh, she's still hanging on to that Christmas penny from the first episode when What's they it? it's about to get used yes oh. good morning girls what can i do for you um we'd like a whole penny's worth of licorice please my my a whole penny that sounds like a real celebration mr olson yes that sign help wanted Mm-hmm. what kind of help did you have in mind oh just somebody to help around here keeping things neat Keeping an eye on the place when I'm in the storeroom. See, Nellie can't help out for a few weeks. She's studying for that special examination. Well, I'm a good worker, and I add better than most. Well, I don't know whether your ma and pa would like that idea. I'll ask ma. I'm sure it'll be all right. It would mean every day after school and all day on Saturday. That's fine. Well, I'll tell you what. You ask your ma, and if she says yes, you can start tomorrow. Thank you. Yep, oh, there's your licorice. A whole penny's worth. And here's your penny. Thank you. So he he gave her two pieces of licorice, right? <laughs> <laughs> and well. maybe three, maybe three. And <laughs> and I don't really understand 
you know, it should be a lot cheaper. Should be. Maybe a half a cent. Well, the thing that kills me is him saying Nellie can't help out in the store for a couple of weeks. When did Nellie ever help out in the store? She's such a brat. She's probably up in her room beating her dolls' porcelain heads against the wall. I hope whatever. so. Yeah. I never saw Nellie helping out in the store, but who knows? Maybe yeah, she Yeah, maybe did. she did. Maybe she had a knack for making things tidy. <laughs> that would, and, you know, make them, you know, straighten up things. And, uh, OCD. Pick... I, she was OCD. I mean, she wouldn't be, you know, um, she wouldn't be sweeping or anything like that, but, you know. No. Or getting a pound of sugar. Um, so she finds out that for, to, to come there and work after school, Monday through Friday and all day on Saturday, she would get 50 cents, which is about 10 and a half dollars. Right. Right. Not terrible. I guess she finds that the book that she wants to replace is the equivalent of about $20. Um, it's a dollar. So she just decides to do it. You know, she's she begins working in the mercantile because everyone's like, it's okay, you can go and do that. Um, I don't yes, know. I, I think it's a little Ma bit weird. Gives permission. Yeah. Um. So, should I play that? Should I play the Ma giving permission? You think? Yeah, either that or where Miss Beetle comes into the store. Yeah. Um, I'll play that. You know, basically, Ma's like, yeah, sure. Why don't you get to work? You know, that type of <laughs> attitude. You can, it's about time you're bringing home money. Right. Um, also, Nellie's hanging out with Mary while, <sighs> while working. And um, that's yeah. always, I, I thought she was helpful. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Can't you dress better? Here we go. Students had the same opportunity. She's basically, Nellie is saying how she has all the books at her disposal and she could read them anytime she wants. And, you know, she's going to study and, you know, for the test. Right. And she's saying, I wish, you know, all of her students had that same opportunity. So what is Nellie's response to wanting, you know, what they have to do in order to have the same opportunity? All they have to do is buy the books. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> oblivious, oblivious. That first half that. Oh no, she knows what she's book. saying. Oh, she I knows. know. Nellie, I think you better get started. Yes, Miss Beetle. I think you better get out of my face. Before It'll be I just a minute. I'm new at this. That's all right. Take your time. So Mary's studying coming. Sorry. So Mary's scooping a pound of sugar. Um, which. All right, I, I, I'm not going to talk over this part, but um, afterward, I I want to comment on the price of the sugar and how Miss Beetle tries to steal it. Right. Fine. Just so, fine. By the way, she looks like she's about to shoplift something. She's looking in those glass canisters. She's like, and as soon as Mary turns around, she goes to close it. Wow. Quite a lot working here with your regular studies in the examination. I can manage. When do you find time to study? Here you are. That's How rude, right? <laughs> she didn't even answer her. Right? Just like. It's like, why don't you just like... beat it, Blondie? 
You know. <laughs> four cents. So she's charging her four cents. Mary, you didn't answer my question. When do you find time to study for the examination? You have a very good chance. I have a lot of free time here, and I can read all the books in the store when I'm not busy. Oh, I see. Very good. Very good. Well, I'll see you in school tomorrow.、Uh, Miss Beetle. Yes. The sugar, four cents. Yeah, klepto. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope my students have a better memory than I have. <laughs> I tried to do that with a car once.、Um, <laughs> Linda, me in jail. So, four cents for a pound of sugar is somewhat accurate, somewhat, but not really. So. You would buy normally sugar seven to nine pounds in that world for about a dollar back in the eighteen seventies. So、okay. I guess for a premium, if you're going to say,、um, and I, what does that end up being about ten cents a pound? So a premium, if you're breaking it down even more, would probably be more like twelve to thirteen cents a pound. Right.、Um, so you know the price is way off. You know it's just not. Correct. So、um, I just thought that was kind of interesting. I also found out. Do you know how much、um, beef was back in those? I don't remember. I have looked it up in the past, but I didn't for this. A beef Why, roast is eight to ten cents per pound, and steaks、oh, wow. are twelve and a half cents per pound. Crazy, <laughs> right?、Um, wow. Yeah, like you wouldn't expect that.、Um, veal is eight to fifteen cents. So at the time, veal was much more expensive than.、Um, Than beef, I don't know if、wow. it still is. I don't eat veal, so、um, and venison actually was、uh, slightly more expensive than beef, which it might、hmm. be. That might be a fact even now.、Um, you might find that if you can find venison for sale, you would pay. You know that,、um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if you have an interest in any of this kind of stuff, like,、um, like chickens, like. Would be fifteen to twenty cents each, or two dollars for a dozen chicken. Right, <laughs> it's crazy. And I imagine most people didn't buy chickens in stores. I mean, in the big cities, yes, but out in the country, I imagine they just had their own flocks and they、right. just killed them, you know, when they wanted some fried chicken. And you would buy bushels of things like potatoes or onions, both a dollar twenty-five a bushel. Um, kind of interesting. You know, I, I know, and I looked that up one time about bushel and a peck. How many how many pecks are in a bushel or whatever? And now I can't remember my menopausal brain. But when we were do when we were doing the bully boys, and they were talking about bushels and pecks of、uh, the pears,、mm-hmm. and I had I had looked that up at a time. I'm wanting to say there was three bushel. Is it bushels in a peck or is it pecks in a bushel? But whatever. I think there's three of one into the other. You know that three pecks make a bushel, or three bushels make、mm-hmm. a peck, or whatever. Yeah. Well, thankfully we have the、um, <laughs> we have pounds now and stuff. Right. So, or、um, I guess what is the equivalent of pounds to、um, ounces, right? Six sixteen. I mean sixteen、um, ounces in a pound. I mean those are imperial、um, measurements. What is the metric equivalent to a pound? Kilogram. Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah,、so. kilogram. So、um, anyway, before I, I sound like I'm terrible with metric,、um, so we go on and Mary never learned her lesson. Mary's doing her homework at night,、um, right? And,、um, here she is talking about the examination. 
and it's in that music. I don't know if everyone knows what the name of that instrument is. That uh, sounds to me anyway like a glockenspiel. <laughs> yes, and that's the school music. Every time they're studying or they're taking a, te- a long test or something, David Rose clicks up that school music. I'm thinking it's um, a glockenspiel, but it's possible it's a hammered dulcimer. It depends. I can tell you when I listen to it a little bit closer. Oh, no, it's a glockenspiel. You see, Laura, now I'm just a filthy liar about everything. There's a lot of lies going on. (laughs) A lot of lies. Doesn't stop. There are. And I can't remember if we're past it in the episode. I think we are. I think we skipped over it where Laura and Mary are walking home from school and Lori, 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 Laura's like, what are you going to do if mom asks you, if you told Miss Beetle and blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do what just, I'm good at. Yeah. Lie. Yeah. I'll cross that bridge when I, you know, I'll jump off that bridge when I come to it is basically her synopsis of that situation. Oh, Mary. Huh? She's just a she, pistol in this episode. Yeah. Miss Beetle came in today and I wanted to tell couldn't take the examination but but i just couldn't she wants me to take it she said i have a good chance to win but ma said you couldn't i know i can't disappoint miss beetle she's sure i'm gonna take the test i take it and win what you want i think ma'll be so proud she won't be angry Think again, mm-hmm. dummy. Right. I mean, her priorities are all screwed up. She'd rather lie to her mother than disappoint Miss Beetle. Right. Really? But at the same time, if the if Ma had just said to her, "Look, you could still do it, but your punishment is going to be this," there wouldn't, you know, be this whole like drama. Right. Um, it's just weird that she's still hoping to win this thing. Like, your goal should just be to replace the book and move on. Yeah. <laughs> but no, you need to still have this hope of a trophy. Weird, weird, weird. Yeah, it is weird. Um, so, um, Mary um, gets paid. Three weeks work at 50 cents a week. That's $1.25 and 50 cents. And my thanks for a job well done. Thank you, sir. I'd like to buy the Thompson American History book. It was a dollar, wasn't it? Yes, that's right. No employee discount? 50. One dollar. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Don't you want it in a bag? No, sir. I'll just carry it this way. Goodbye, Mr. Olson. Goodbye, Mary. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't really know what to say about that. But, um, I just realized we have no Harriet in this episode. Yeah, I was thinking about that as well. She Usually she's all up in it. If there's an award or something, her Nellie's going to get it. Well, you would expect her to come out and go, oh, the Ingalls are working here now. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, I guess Nellie took care of that with the evil eye and the stuff about the clothes. and Yeah. She <clears> took <throat> Harriet's place. One thing I, I'm noticing about... Um, Miss Beetle's penmanship. She writes on the board examination tomorrow. It's all caps, and she dotted the I. Oh, okay. 
idiot. (laughs) (laughs) But that would be so inappropriate for the time. Right. It really would not have been appropriate. No. Even writing it all in capital letters, I I don't think would be appropriate. And her R's are not formed correctly at all. (laughs) I don't know if you noticed that. No. Um. Yeah, I mean, her R's are almost, are, are just, they're very, very, um, you, you just really have to look at them. They're, they're not balanced. They're, um, they're just not <laughs> formed well. I didn't go that deep on this one. <laughs> it's just, it's freeze framed in front of me. So I'm, I'm just like, what? So here we go. Now, before you dismissed, I want to remind you all that tomorrow is test day. It will also be a regular school day, so I'm going to ask all the students who are not taking the examination to remain an extra hour at recess. Now, there are so many people in this class that we never see again. Well, not only that. And Willie's in it, but he doesn't say a word. Why is she giving them a choice to take this examination? I would think as a teacher, she would want everybody to try, but I guess not. I don't know, a bunch of country boys and country girls. Look at the country girls. Yeah, exactly. While the exam is being taken. All right, I'll see you all tomorrow when the class is dismissed. And um, sure is dismissed. So Ma comes home and she sees that Mary has 50 cents on the table. Right. And she asks, well, I'm just going to play it. Um, Hopefully I don't pass on this. 50 cents. Mary, do you know where this came from? Some money I earned. I thought a pa had to buy anything to fix the barn. Well, I'm sure that he'll thank you, but 50 cents for three weeks' work? I didn't have to work very hard. I learned a lot. It's $3 Lying again! Right, there's another lie. It's almost like uh, every time she lies, I should ring this bell. <laughs> you know? Right. Why couldn't she just tell her ma I had to spend a buck to replace Miss Beetle's book? Right. That see there there you go. And that would have been a feather in her cap, Ma. Yeah, and Ma would have said, you know what? That's very nice. Well, here's a penny, go get yourself some disgusting black licorice. That'll make you poop. <laughs> I hate black licorice, thank you. <laughs> I can tolerate the red, but the black, oh Lord no. Well, the the red no. is not licorice though. Well, I know, but you know, I don't like that licorice flavor. Yeah. That whatever it's called, an 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 star. Yeah, an star. Thank you. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's not for everyone, but um, but it's also a um a diuretic. So, um, oh, I didn't know that. And it's um no, not diuretic. Cause that makes you pee. Um, right. it's a laxative. Yeah. And um, on the scene of um, I'm like. To Charlie Chaplin movie, um, the one where he's starving to death. Um, this is not important, but <laughs> the well, the movie was only the made forty tramp, years after. Tramp? Well, no, no, no. The um, the anyway, it, it'll come to me. The Gold Rush, the Gold oh, Rush. Okay. Um, he's in a cabin with someone and they're starving to death, so he decides to eat his shoe. You know, so. They made a shoe out of licorice, so he's has a fork and he's twirling the shoelaces like it's spaghetti. <laughs> and he took the take like some ridiculous, like dozens and dozens of times, because he wanted the um, shots to be right, and um, he didn't realize that. 
the uh, licorice is actually a laxative. So he spent the next uh, few days in um, stuck in his hotel room recovering. Wow. Yeah, so okay. he mi- he missed a, a lot of um, shooting time. But anyway, so <laughs> we go 40 years before that, we're back in Walnut Grove. Right. And um, so here is, um, let's see, Caroline the Mercantile basically kind of like, I don't know. She's making, fussing at nails. Like, you know, give my child more money type of thing. Well, she a, thinks she only got 50 cents for yeah. three weeks, so. She's got a point. I, I guess it's a good thing to, like, stand up for her after she mm-hmm. forced her to go to work. Selling her eggs. Oh, good morning, Mrs. Ingalls. Good morning, Mr. Olson. Two dozen today. Oh, I can use them. What, do you want me to market in the ledger, or would you rather have cash money? Cash money, please. There's one pen. Now I'm going to miss that daughter of yours around here. I expect so. Must be difficult to find help for 50 cents for three weeks. Oh, wait a second. The right. I know there's a, a little bit of a tone there. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And Nels has like, this look uh-huh. of like, like, I just sell teapots. You know, like, right. I'm <laughs> I'm just enjoying life without my wife here. And, I, you know, and I have to have this, you know, angry angles here. It's like, you're a lot nicer when, when um... Charles is around. I, I yeah. wish he would say that. 50 cents a week, you mean. And a bargain. She's quite a worker. You must be very proud of her, Mrs. Ingalls. The there liar. aren't many young folks who would spend their own money to buy a history book. History. I know neither one of mine would. History book? I was surprised that she bought it. She read every Thompson study book in the store. But can I get you anything? Yes, thank you, Mr. Olson. I'll have a bowl full of truth, please. Anything? <laughs> I'm clearly not. I'm all out of that at home. Honesty table for one. But, um. Um, I need some pepper and, uh, two spools of white thread and, uh, some vanilla beans. Vanilla beans? What are we making with vanilla beans? Right, I vanilla know. Vanilla beans I thought, are not. Yeah, those are expensive. Yeah, come on. Are. What are we making? Are we making ice cream? I don't know. Wee wee she she. Yeah. I know. I made my daughter a, a vanilla bean cheesecake for her birthday. Oh, that's those, good. Those vanilla beans. Yeah, it turned out it was awesome. But it's just that's the first time I had ever worked with vanilla beans, and it was like, wow. Yeah, you scrape pretty- out the seeds, and you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and vanilla beans are very um, yeah, they're, and then I they're costly vanilla- now. And then I made vanilla sugar, and my mother has always bought little envelopes of vanilla sugar in the German stores because it's, I guess, it's a German thing. But you can actually take the leftover vanilla beans and stick them in a container with a tight lid in sugar. And like, oh yeah, I kind of heard about this. Yeah, yeah, it's really it's cool because vanilla sugar is very very expensive. So that was cool. I made a whole container of vanilla oh, sugar. It was awesome, and it worked. Like it just kind of spreads through. Yeah, well, it's it an just, oil, just, so I guess it just kind of goes through. Yeah, and mm. it doesn't make, but it doesn't make the sugar lumpy. It just tastes like vanilla, and it's sugar. So yeah, it was really cool. Huh. Um. Well, that, no, that's a good tip. Um. So. We have Miss Beetle, who uh, she announces the start of the test. Mary decides to stay in the classroom. Uh, Caroline comes in to check in on this. It's really a visual thing. And sees Mary yet again lying to her, sitting at the desk. 
and mm-hmm. thinks that she's taking the examination because it clearly yes. looks like she's taking the examination. Yes, it does. Um, so here we go. We're in the classroom, and uh, maybe I need you to explain what happens here because I don't really. It's not one hundred percent clear. The tests have all been graded, but before announcing the winner, I want you to know that I'm proud of each and every one of you. Except for you, Mary. But there can only be one winner. And the winner is Arnold Lundstrom. Who? Arnold, would you come up here, please? (laughs) Arnold Dumpstrom. On behalf of the school board, I'd like to present you with the annual award. Congratulations. Thank you. Please stay after school. I'd like to speak to you. So Mary jumps up and runs out like a crybaby. And um, I guess she's upset that she didn't win, right? No, she's upset because she didn't take the test. She wasn't oh, taking the test. Oh, you're, you're jumping ahead. <laughs> Don't. But I'm just saying it's um, immediately yeah. you think that she, in fact, is the liar that she is. And she didn't take the test. Um, But the spoiler that no, it's fine. That Um, I just blow is um, we learn the next scene that she in fact um, decided to write some sappy love letter to um, the Miss Beetle. Miss Beetle, it's very nice of you to bring Laura home. Is something wrong? Where's Mary? I thought she'd be here. I came out because I wanted to show you this. It's not the kind of examination paper most parents would enjoy, but in this case, I think it's exactly what you wanted to see. She wrote me that note saying she wasn't going to take the examination. And why? And she didn't take it. I see. Yeah, you see, you saw nothing. I really must be getting back now. Thank you. Thank you for bringing this to me. You're welcome. Yeah, you have to hurry up and get back to your lonely room. Like, where are you in a rush to, Miss Beetle? <laughs> right. But Stay I and have it. a cup of coffee. Jeez. When, right? When Miss Beetle says, and why, it's almost kind of the expression on her face is kind of like, you bitch, you didn't let her take the test. <laughs> right. That's, that's always how I've interpreted that. She's kind of like, and why? Because you were a hard, you know, a hard ass about her burning down the barn. But this is what I don't get. <laughs> Why would she only when the guy won get up, have a spectacle, and run out? It's idiotic. Well, I, I guess because the whole thing was upsetting to her. Maybe she saw the questions on the test and she knew the answers. I'm going kind of silly deep here, but I'm She's speculating. skipping out of school. Yeah, I know. She's skipping school. Well, it yeah. comes hand in hand with there the lion. Yep. <laughs> She gives up on everything. Mary out of control. Now, <laughs> Mongo's should have been called. Mary, uh, Ma goes to find Mary, and Ma, Mary comes running to her. But Mary has no idea that this conversation between Miss Beetle and Ma even occurred. Right. But we're we're on the point where we're assuming that she does know that, but she doesn't. 
So she exactly. runs from the tree that Pa fell out of, um, where he broke his ribs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which and they should have cut that thing down. Day. It's a very windy yeah. day in Samy Valley. It's just like whoosh. Yeah, but I hear. dramatic i know it was yeah. a small fire that coupled with the music it's just like it really does top. sound that i had these slippers and all i wanted to do was come home <laughs> i've been on the for so long <laughs> by the way we i think we do get to see um jack in this episode briefly briefly um where they basically just walk around them poor poor little guy Great. Um, and uh, here we go. I told you a lie, Ma. I know. A lot of them. I made a lot of mistakes too, Mary. Okay. I never should have been so harsh with you. I'm sorry. It's been so hard on you. I didn't mind. Really? Honest. That's a lie. There. Right. Golly, she's going to go home and make her vanilla pie or something. Right, with that vanilla bean. So but from, I do think that's a very important thing, though. Um, from this day as, forward, whenever one of the Ingalls lies, they get the bell. <laughs> that's just what's going to happen. I'm going to remind you of that. But I do think the lesson there, even though I agree with you now that I heard your point of view about she could have changed the punishment, et cetera. But I'm glad that they put that in the writing at the end that um, that um, not only did Mary fess up, even though she told another lie, (laughs) but that Ma apologized to her, too, because I think that's a. That's a huge mistake in parenting, just to lord it over your kids. And while well, I'm the boss, I never admit that you were wrong, too. I think that's a, a good thing for parents to little do. Too so. Little too little, little too late. Yeah. Because boy, I forget not. his name because he's already gone and we'll never see him again. But that book, it's on his <laughs> shelf. And that kid, can, yeah. <laughs> that kid, you know, he doesn't care. Arnold Lindstrom, yeah, he looked. I was like, well, I would have liked it a lot better, like if I'd had a, if I'd gotten a gun. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Well, you know what? I guess he was smarter than Mary, <laughs> like Joey in <laughs> Blizzard. <laughs> so back then, just so you know, a pound of coffee was a quarter. A suit, like a nice suit, would cost you about ten bucks. Wow. Yeah, that's some serious buckage right there. That's like two hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a dozen pairs of Levi Strauss blue jeans cost you $13.50. For 12 pairs? For a um, full dozen. Wow. A pair of shoes cost about a buck. Um, in San Francisco, if you wanted to go to the opera and see The Marriage of Figaro, cost you a buck. Wow. Yeah, not bad, but... That's, you know, that's expensive. You know, it's equivalent of $20 to go to see the opera. 
when the opera wasn't really, you know, considered such this. Well, I guess maybe at that in the late 1800s in the um, North America, it was considered a little bit more upper class. She, she, well, I'd like to have some of those blue jeans now because those old blue jeans, I see that on American pickers all the time. Yeah, they're worth quite a lot. Oh, but, um, tons of money. So uh, also on professions, <clears throat> Mary got paid 50 cents to sit around and read books, right? For um, mm-hmm. well, how many how many hours do you think? Let's say she did a full day on Saturday, like a full eight hours. She would probably put in five, so 13 hours a week. 50 cents for 13 hours. Um, if you were a fireman in Massachusetts, you'd make $1.60 a day. Quite a oh, lot. Wow. Quite a lot. And if you're a glass blower in New Jersey, you'd make $4.64 a day. Wow. So, you know, that's, you know, it's not bad. Let's see, it's $4.64. So you were, you know, if you're working quite a bit, um, carry the B. No, um, 464 times five, so $23 a week, you know, adjusted for inflation. Um, yeah, yeah. well, no, that's, is that right? Can't be right. Be about $500 a week adjusted for inflation. That's why it kills me in that episode with the crop where Pa's spending the money before they even get it and the crop fails. He's talking about 2000 some odd dollars. It's just like, wow, really? Right. And they're like, you know, buying pennies worth of licorice. Yeah, I mean, we know he never gets that money because the crop fails, a storm or whatever. But that a farmer with as little bit of land, what did he say in the class reunion episode that 100 he had acres ex- or something? yeah 100 acres it's like really <laughs> he could bring in he could bring in that kind of cash wow yeah i don't buy it either yeah i don't either but um well susan thank you very much for getting together tonight for this wonderful episode of little house in the prairie um i don't know if we ever said the title which is the award yes i don't think we did the award yeah this one and you know i i don't know Mary if i recommend this one um as a first episode, I think it's a little sappy. So if you want to get friends into the Little House in the Prairie, I don't know if the award would be best. Well, no. I give this one a solid girls. four out of ten. Probably Country Girls or Oof. The Pride of Walnut Grove. Oof. Or I love that episode. That's one of my favorites. It's it's totally Little House hokey. The pri- or, uh, yeah, the Pride of Walnut Grove and uh, A Harvest of Friends. That's the one that gets everybody. If you want to sell Little House on a Prairie to somebody, I think, if you really want them to get committed, I think the best place to start are the newer episodes, um, personally. I, I think you need to find oh, a lighthearted. So, really? Yeah, I, I don't. I think the other ones are a little too, um, too intense. You know, like even this episode is pretty intense. I, I think getting an episode with um, when Nellie is pregnant, maybe, and running the kitchen, and it's not nasty Nellie, or you get the in-between one where she's just starting to, like, get nice. I right. think it's funny, then. Or even, like, Harriet's um, happenings. I think that's a great first episode. Um, yeah, and I, w- I was going to say the Albert episodes, but really, when they're in Dakota territory, those episodes, and they are some of my favorite because they're so emotionally dense. But <clears throat> as long as we're together, part one and two, it's just like, oh, man, Mary's speech at the table with the birthday cake and reading the Braille card from Laura. It's like, right. 
I've been watching this stuff for 40 years and I still can't get past that scene without just weeping like an infant because it's just, oh, it's all heavy. It all holds up very well. And um, so if you're listening to this and you want to support the show, you go to patreon.com slash Grovecast. And I'll put a link to it in the show notes and on the website. Um, <clears throat> I probably said that in the beginning of the episode too, which we didn't record. Uh, what I'll do is I'll record that after the fact. Pop that in. But um, yeah, patreon.com slash Grovecast. You can support us on any level whatsoever. Yes. But somehow these pills have to get paid. <laughs> it would be most welcome. It would be. But um, Susan, again, thank you very much for getting together tonight. I do appreciate it. You're very welcome, as um, always. I guess on to the next one. On to the next one. It's